Well, Tony, what angered you at the end of the race? What did you take issue with? What the hell do you think I was mad about? Dumb little s runs us clear down to the infield. He wants to about everybody else. Welcome to the Hall of Champions, America's number one NASCAR podcast. Every fucking week. The Hall of Champions is your one-stop destination for skewed facts, analysis, and drunken opinions. Thank you, NASCAR, for screwing my day. Featuring expert analysis from your hosts, Rob Motes and Ryan Bamberg. I got some really good words going by, I can't say it on TV, but I gotta just control myself right at the moment. The Hall of Champions is presented by Narragansett Lager, Narragansett High Neighbor, and Snap-on Tools of Alston Brighton. We're pretty much fucked, because we got a fucking goddamn team. We're a bunch of fucking idiots around with no fucking idea what we're supposed to do. And now, here are your hosts, Rob and Ryan. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Rob and Ryan. We're back. It's 2017, for fuck's sake. It's the Hall of Champions. I don't even know what episode number this is, and I don't think it really matters anymore. This is, uh, 01. Alternate, alternate facts counting here. <laughs> Since we have slipped into alternate 1985 here, uh, I'm not even sure if the results of last season, uh, are even valid, but I can tell you the ones that I do remember. Uh, we're going to talk about 2016 for just a little bit here. We've got a lot of ground to cover. We actually haven't done this in a while, so welcome back, Ryan. How have you been? Well, Rob, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it's been a whole shit storm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Indeed it has. Uh, as always, this podcast is brought to you by Narragansett, and I, I swear to God, that's what I'm drinking right now. You can hear me. Just... Yeah, I'll have some too. That's delicious as always. These are the lights, in fact. Gansett light. Yeah, silver can. Good stuff. So yeah, 2016. Um, we're not going to spend too much time on it because we have so much to talk about with the upcoming season. But of course, Jimmy Johnson being your champion. Uh, yeah, old seven time now. Jimmy Johnson did it. Up there with the, uh, the greats, Dale and Richard. Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, I mean... He earned it, and uh, I think it's going to be interesting that he was the last champion in the old format. That is true. And we, like I said, we do have a, a shit ton to talk about coming up here. Um, some major format uh, changes here. I uh, think that's going to s- secure his legend. Yeah, I, I agree as well. Also, uh, before we get too far into... Moving into 2017, let's just do a quick look at the top 10 for the year. Of course, Jimmy Johnson getting the championship, Joey Logano, Kyle Busch, Carl Edwards in fourth. Poor Carl, man. And again, more to talk about in just a second because this is going to be the bulk of this podcast. Um, Of course, Carl being the biggest mover in the silly season this year. uh, So close. Just laps away from finally, finally getting that championship and then getting a little too aggressive and pulling down in front of Joey, and that was it. You suspect something is up? <laughs> well, I don't think it has anything to do with the championship, but uh, I don't know, we'll discuss that in a little bit. Uh, rounding out the top ten, of course, Kenseth, Hamlin, and Bush, uh, oh, Kurt Bush, excuse me, uh, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Larson finishing ninth, and then Chase Elliott in tenth. Uh, of course, Chase being our rookie of the year. No reason to discuss the rookies from last year. It was unequivocally Chase Elliott. He was yeah. the, the king. Good moves from Ryan Blaney, but again, you know, couldn't pull through in the end. I think if you would have put Ryan in the 24, then maybe it would have been a slightly different story because, you know, the Wood Brothers are coming back to full-time competition for the first time since, I think, 2008 is when the mm-hmm. last time they ran a full 36-race schedule. So it's kind of – he was definitely on the back foot a little bit, but, my God, Chase, he's going to he's gonna pick a few off in the coming year. I, I just have a feeling. Yeah. Let's let's go down and take a look at some of our favorites here. Tony Stewart getting fifteenth in his final season in a uh, Sprint Cup. I guess it was Sprint Cup at that point. Yeah, getting out before the big monster showed up. Uh, let's see here. Greg Biffle, Graham Moff Tarkin finishing twenty third in the standings. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one that sees that. He looks just like him. Mm. <laughs> let's see here. Dale Earnhardt Jr. managing to get thirty second in the points. Still better than David Reagan, who is my personal favorite NASCAR driver. What's wrong with you? I hit my head. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see where else. Clint Boyer moving to the 14. He was in 27th this year. Who, 
You know, I actually haven't looked at this yet. Who is dead last in the standings this year? Um, That's a good question. Let's take a look here. Oh, it's uh, in 51st place. Uh, you only had one start this year, and it was the Daytona 500. Wait, what number was that? 51st. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Narragans at Lager. Impeding <laughs> speech for well over 100 years here in New England and beyond. Robert Richardson Jr. in his one outing for BK Racing, uh, <laughs> getting three points up on the board. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad at all for him. And here's an interesting stat. Uh, this is We can probably close out the 2016 talk after this. Uh, Ty Dillon, of course, moving up to Cup next year. Uh, he ran a partial schedule, 11 races. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Bowman, of course, stepping in for Dale Jr. He ran 10 last year. Yep. Uh, looking at the stats here, and, and the standings do include everyone who raced um, in non-point situation. Of course, Bowman was declared in the Xfinity Series, as was Ty Dillon. So when they're running in the Cup, they're not collecting points. Um, again, Ty ran 11 races, Alex ran 10, and Ty Dillon actually beat him out. Ty's the man. Yeah. Uh, 52nd in points, according to that, and Alex Bowman in 53rd. Um, just on pure consistency alone. That's shocking. I did not expect to see that. Um... No, I know you're a Ty Dillon fan. You can say it. It's all right. <laughs> I'm a Ty Dillon fan. I'm going to go out and say it. Uh, we're trying to run a tight show here. and uh, <laughs> Trying to stick to a schedule, but I just want to jump and talk to You know, I, Ty Dillon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm definitely excited to see him in Cup uh, in, the, in the coming year. Uh, and once we get to the silly season portion of the show, which is coming up uh, soon, uh, we, we can discuss him. But uh, I guess that's it for 2016. Fuck it, it's over. It's 2017. Massive changes coming to the series. Uh, the biggest one, of course, being Monster Energy stepping in. Uh, well, maybe not even the biggest one, to be honest with you. Uh, the rule changes just rolled out. They're pretty crazy. It's like a whole new regime yeah and I'll, and of course the biggest one uh, being the segment system that's been implemented each race is going to be divided into three separate segments two sort of heats at the beginning and then the final one uh, races are going to be worth the same amount of points in total but then the top ten guys um, in each of the first two segments will receive points honestly and I have two opinions about it one I think it's badass I really okay. do, and it's gonna it's gonna eliminate the the afternoon nap, which I know is something you look forward to uh, during any given race. I can still sleep at any point in time, but you're gonna miss something now, exactly. and those bonus points are really going to count for something. Uh, and I guess I don't have two opinions. That's it. I'm really excited for that. Oh, oh here it is. It makes me wonder. Um, I know you. I have my opinions about the chase and the way the championship is decided. Doesn't this kind of negate? the need for the way the chase runs and the eliminations that's a good point because this is this is added drama okay it's a different format it's going to make it way more exciting and the addition of segments also allows uh tv to get their commercials in so all the corporate folks are happy it's like a hockey shootout exactly yeah and now we have this playoff system and there's there's some additional point rules that i'm honestly not terribly aware of uh for the chase, bonus points and stuff that rolls over into the first couple rounds. Uh, I was actually hoping for a bye for the winner of the regular season, but so it goes. A bye? Yeah, first round bye. Yeah, but then you lose momentum, potentially. Sometimes it's good to take the week off and get things together. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited for this, and I'm definitely excited to see it in person and watch these guys bust each other up. In short, uh, <laughs> in short bursts. Also, another thing that I think is going to be really exciting is that the uh, another rule that kind of got overlooked: uh, the crash cart is no longer allowed to come to the track. So all the extra body work and all that, um, you can't do that. So if you get torn up, you just pull it off. You're just done. Yeah. If you if you can't run out and run minimum speed, you're finished. Huh. So that's gonna. That's going to rear its head in ways I don't think a lot of people are expecting, or maybe they are expecting. So if you take somebody out and bust them up for a segment, you know, that's that. 
it just kind of raises the aggression level, I think. Now that you can't make repairs and this and that. And, and I think a lot of that might be a lot of the reason why they implemented that rule is to prevent situations like Matt Kenseth destroying Joey Logano at Martinsville a couple of years ago. But well, That's interesting that they changed the number of tires that they can take each race now. Too. Yeah. That's common, but... Yeah, that's probably... A, I think it's a cost-cutting measure, and it does make sense. Interesting. But, yeah, they're they're really... They're really cutting it pretty slim on these guys and sort of raising the uh, the pressure, and that's going to make for better racing and a better show for everybody at the track and on TV uh, alike. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I'm interested to see how it pans out. I think it's going to be a good thing overall. I can see why a lot of people are pissed off about it. Yeah. I it mean, changes it, the entire structure of the race, obviously, but... yeah. Oh, another good thing, though. Change can be good. It can be. The caution clock is now gone, so we don't have to worry about that coming to the Cup Series. The caution... Yeah, although, uh, let's see, Dylan Lupton is coming to the Cup Series, so he can be the new caution clock, <laughs> which is very exciting. I'm glad we still got somebody to, to bring it out every few laps. So what happens instead? It's just... Just the segments. And a segment can end under yellow. Oh, there goes an Narragansett That's right what there. I thought. It ends in yellow, right? Yes, but there's not the 20-minute countdown and all that horse shit. I'm really super glad that didn't come into the Cup Series. I think that they probably came to these conclusions based on what they saw in the Xfinity and trucks yeah. and all that. Because all three series are on these formats now. And also, that's great to have unified format across all the major series. Just don't touch the modifieds, please. Thanks. <laughs> oh man uh, let's take a quick break here uh, I just mentioned Narragansett this one's for Snap-on we'll be back in just two seconds here and uh, we're going to talk about uh, Sir Carl Edwards Mr. Fourth Place always the bridesmaid always not even going to the wedding next year and we'll talk about that next if nothing lasts forever then what is forever is it no different than a fantasy or a dream? Or is forever when something irreplaceable is replaced? Snap-on tools. Forever. But seriously, though, I do have a, a pair of the, the pink uh, snap-on socks. That if you want them, I can gladly give them to you. I'm not going to wear them. I don't I mean, you can use them for a sock puppet show, or... <laughs> you can put it over the microphone. <laughs> yeah. A little pop filter. Yeah, a little DIY. Uh, well, we don't need that, because we're in such a professional studio right now. You should see this fucking place, folks. I knew you were recording. <laughs> of course. <laughs> my voice changed. I'm, this is not my regular voice. <laughs> if y'all are nice, I can, uh, I can show it to you later. Let's forget I said that. 2017 is going to be crazy, though. Uh, we were talking about Carl Edwards and a lot of movement here in the silly season. Uh, of course, Carl Edwards being the... Wow. <laughs> Go on. Carl Edwards being the biggest mover here, uh, stepping aside unexpectedly uh, so Daniel Suarez can take over the 19 here. A lot of speculation as to why that happened. Of course, Carl is saying just wants a break. But a lot of people seem to think there's there's got to be something else, and I tend to agree with that. You just don't step away from a ride like that. Well, maybe maybe you do. I don't know. Nico Rosberg did it close in F1. so many times. Do you think the championship had anything to do with that? Getting it slapped out of his what, hand like again. It was all or nothing. Yeah, like you think that maybe he just decided that if I don't get it this year, because I mean, honestly, Carl was one of the better cars out there. Maybe, but he's not that old. There are obviously the health risks. Yeah, but. I don't know. I think there has to be something else, something that just isn't said. Yeah. Maybe I, it is just family, but I don't know. What do you think? I think, well, there's a, there's a couple things that it could be. Uh, the most obvious one and the most fresh one, I think, of the conspiracy theories, if you will, uh, would be that there is some sort of concussion situation mm -hmm. or some sort of health issue that uh, we're unaware of. Carl did take... Uh, some pretty serious hits last year and honestly that's not something he's taken a lot of over the years and he had three or four pretty big ones last year uh the, the head-on hit at dover uh even the hit at homestead was was pretty nasty 
and yeah. his wife is in. I, I think she's a neurosurgeon or something like that. I, oh, well. She deals in in brain things. I guess is <laughs> a pretty dumb way to say it, but she's a brain scientist. Yeah, she's a brain scientist and a rocket surgeon. And if you're gonna have somebody in your ear telling you uh, that maybe it's time to step away because of an injury, having a a brain surgeon wife is probably that's probably the one person you're gonna listen to. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the other theory. <laughs> well, there's, there's, Is this alternative news? It might just be. If you're reading the ticker at the bottom of the screen, you wouldn't believe the shit <laughs> we haven't typed in yet. It's coming, though. <laughs> I, there's a lot of ways... That's another Narragansett firing open and spilling all over the table. There's, there's a lot of ways this could shake down, but Carl never actually said he was finished. He said he was out for 2017. Yeah. And I think the most common line of thought here is that Suarez needed to be in a cup car. And his sponsor, Eris, which has pretty serious connections to, you know, we talked about this right before the show, Carlos Slim. For any of the listeners out there, he's a, if not the richest man on the planet, he's certainly one of them. He's the richest man in Mexico, without question. That isn't in the cartel. Okay. Or a cartel. Carlos? Okay. Yeah. And Carlos Slim. He backs Sergio Perez in Formula One and spends a great deal of his money on uh, furthering Mexican involvement in motorsport. He's got a lot of guys running in the Peak Series down in Mexico, uh, and he's involved with Daniel Suarez. And Eris, he's also in the telecommunications industry, so he has he has a connection. He's with He's the modem man. He's the he is the modem man. We joke about Carl being the modem man, but or formerly the modem man. But Carlos Slim is the modem man. All right. And after after Suarez won the championship, I'm pretty sure there was probably some pressure, and it's like, all right, this is my guy. Eris is my sponsor. This is my money. Do you want it or not? Let's let's get. Let's get Suarez. I take car. the money. I take the money and run. And so they. And Carl Edwards is still showing up for Gibbs. He's still under contract. So he shows up and helps Suarez out and gets him ready. And we'll see him in either another Gibbs car when Kenseth retires or if somebody moves on. You think or, Kenseth will retire anytime soon? Well, he's getting up there, and he's one of the older guys out there. He's probably. I think he's the last of the bunch besides Dale Jr. that ran when uh, Dale Senior was around. A year in him at least. Yeah, I, there's a good chance that this could be his final year. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt hung it up after this season. Especially he's after seeing Carl go the year before. Yeah. Dale taking some time off like he did. Yeah, exactly. Like, Matt might... I don't think he's... I like Matt Kenseth, too. I want to see him stick around. But I wouldn't be surprised if he was done after this season. Particularly if there's a guy like Carl Edwards waiting in the wings. Right. Um, one theory... And this here's another silly season piece of information here. Uh, alternative news, 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 news. Uh, well, this isn't alternative news. This is real news. Uh, Danica Patrick's sponsor, uh, Nature's oh, yeah. Bakery, have uh, completely dropped the ball. They're now being sued by SHR Don't for non-payment. The boys. They are no longer on our fire suit for this season. They are no longer in any promotional material for SHR, and they've pulled out sponsorship for all the races this season. And if uh, SHR could erase their logo off the car from last season, I'm sure they would do that as well. But, you know, we're not there yet with technology. So uh, they're screwed. Danica's kind of screwed here. This is kind of a put-up-or-shut-up year for her as well. Not to mention, Carl, uh, excuse me, Clint Boyer is coming in with only partial sponsorship as well. He's got Mobile One. I think he's got a little bit of help from Peak here and there. But for the most part, that's going to be a Haas car. So... This is a big... It's a big year for both Clint and Danica. What are the implications of it being a Haas I feel like, car? I feel like... Well, obviously, Carl Haas... Haas he's just going to have to front more for he's it. He's just going to have to pay for it. He's yeah. got money. He owns an F1 team outright to help build the CNC business. And I dare you to find a manufacturing company in this country that doesn't have a Haas machine inside there. So he's, he's good on money. And I think he'll do it, but you don't want to spend money on something you don't have to. Yeah. So... If Danica comes out and continues to perform 25th to 30th place and there's no visible improvement, and you got a guy like Carl Edwards who can take a car to victory lane and pretty much lock down a championship. He hasn't done it yet, but he's been pretty damn close. 
Has he driven Ford in the past? Oh, yeah. Well, he drove at Roush for many years. In fact, he has great ties with Ford. He's a Ford driver, and a lot of people were shocked that he defected because he was kind of the poster boy. So this could be a big a big thing for Carl Edwards to come into Stuart Haas, especially if they're able to really receive the direct factory support from Ford that apparently was the reason why Tony and Gene moved the team over there. Uh, another piece of information uh, Interesting. concerning Ford and Stuart Haas. Uh, they're now, Tony Stewart has somehow been instrumental in Ford building sprint car engines again. So they're building 410 sprint engines uh, factory again. Smoke low rise. So that's part of the deal. He's the whole... You know, the whole uh, harbor is rising with this t- the Ford tide here, and I think that if you're going to bring anybody in to replace Danica, it's fucking Carl Edwards. Unless you're going to get Dale to come over and drive for you, I don't think there's a better bet for you. Yeah, so you don't see Dale leaving anytime soon. No, well, if he if he is going to leave, the Hendrick has their own list of uh, people. Let's see, the ambulance is coming to pick up Danica's career now. <laughs> And I really hope that she does well, and I think she'll land somewhere else in the series because you know, I mean, she's a lot better than a lot of people that have rides out there. Yeah. You know, BK is always looking for help. You know, I'm sure Petty is going to move up to three cars again at some point. Um, we'll see. You know, but Stuart Haas is a championship level organization, and so we're talking about making some wild predictions. Where else would she, would she go though? Well, I'm not saying she couldn't, but it's going to be a lower team. Yeah. You know, or she can go to Xfinity and bust it up. I'm That's sure what I'm saying. Do you think Stuart Haas does series? have an Xfinity organization now? You know, uh, Cole Custer's driving for them next year. I'm very excited to see how that works out. Is that the double zero? Yes, it is. Yeah. Also, it was Haas sponsorship, obviously. Because <laughs> no one's paying for shit anymore. But hey, if he's got it. Yeah, Carl Edwards is going to go to the 10. That's my big, my big prediction there. If Matt Kenseth doesn't retire. You heard so, it first. Yeah. That was the horn of uh, agreement from outside there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, let's see. There's been a lot of movement here in the in the in the Cup Series. Let's take a look here. I did print out a sheet here so I wouldn't get lost. Uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt is going over to Circle Sport, mm-hmm. uh, driving the 33 this year. He's picked up some sponsorship from Starter. It looks like he's running a full season, which is good for him. Uh, Chris Busher, and this is kind of a sad deal, uh, mainly for Roush, not for Chris. Krish? Krish Busher. Because Krish is in a, a sick car this year, or potentially. He's in the 37 for uh, Daughtry. A Chevy team. So that's, let's just keep, if you're keeping score at home, that's a Ford team that has leased out their hot shoe to a uh, Chevy team. So, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that charter went with him as well. So... That's a weird, weird situation. But he's sitting alongside AJ next year at uh, at Daughtry. Uh, Landon Castle with the 34. And then David Reagan coming back home to, to Front Row Motorsports in the 38. And i got to say, I'm particularly fucking mad about this. Because I bought, if you listened to the show last season, I, I bought a David Reagan t-shirt. What um, number's on it? The 34. <laughs> and when I heard that he was going back... You have a broken David Reagan t-shirt. <laughs> at least it's a little closer than last season when he was driving the fucking uh, the tilted kilt 23 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Whatever. I support him. Uh, speaking of... <laughs> speaking of guys leaving BK, Matt DiBenedetto... I'm fucked up. Matt DiBenedetto is going over to go fast this year and driving the 32 that Earnhardt vacated. Uh, Joey Gase and Greg Alden going and filling the seats at BK. How's that going to work? So Joey Gase starts. He's Is he going to run Daytona? Joey Gase is running, um, let's see here. I think he's running a full, yeah, he's running Daytona at least, I think. What? I don't have that information in front of me. Uh, yeah, at the moment, it looks like BK is a one-car operation next season. I know there's a lot of leasing of charters, and this is you're going to see a lot of this in the next few years, a lot of these small teams playing poker with their mm-hmm. charter, leasing it out, selling it, yeah. doing this and that. Apparently, BK is going to become... I'm sorry, Front Row is going to become a three-car operation because they're leasing a charter they somehow got a hold of. It's a, it's a whole thing. You can read it on JSKI. I'm not smart enough to explain it all to you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the big ones, obviously, Daniel Suarez is in the 19. Eric Jones, of course, making his cup, uh, well, his full-time cup debut anyway in the 77. That's going to be interesting to see. That's 
That's now six Gibbs cars. If Eric can keep from crying on the track, then I think we'll probably do okay. <laughs> uh, and then must become a my. And you're very ex- well. There's actually a lot of more guys here uh, to be excited about, but this guy in particular. You walked into the, the hall today saying that you were going to be ordering a T-shirt as soon as they figured out how to screen print them. The number 72 for TriStar Motorsports yes. making their move up to the Cup Series, Mr. Cole Witt. Cole Witt. You heard it first, Cole folks. Cole, moving his way up back to the Cup Series, and he's going to be running around 36th place next he, to David all year. He's going to make me some money this year. <laughs> he, he is the fantasy guy. Now that Ty's in a full-time ride, I think he's the cheap fantasy guy. Yeah, Ty's price is going to go way up. Well, he's, uh, we'll see about that. You no, he's by a couple gonna, thousand for sure. That's what I'm saying. He's good. That's a that's a significant bump. It's true. Also, some other surprises here. Uh, Rick Ware Racing. Uh, it's a new team here. They've got a few guys that are going to be running a, a few different races. The big guy in there is uh, old Timmy Hill coming back to the Cup Series. Oh. I think he's trying Daytona. Also, Tommy Baldwin. Daytona. Watch him win. Tommy Baldwin's going to be around next year. Um, Not full-time. It's not the complete back out of the sport that uh, I think that we both thought it was at the beginning. He's going to be running a part-time schedule. And most notably, uh, Elliot Sadler will be his driver at Daytona. Uh, Glad to see him back in a cup car. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Also, a team called Beard Motorsports taking the 75 with Brendan Gaughan. And then Gaunt Brothers with... You say Beard Motorsports? Beard Motorsports. Kind of the same thing, to be honest. Yeah. And then the Gaunt brothers coming down from Canada with uh, DJ Kennington. They're a, uh, a Pinty Series team. And uh, that's that's it. Lots of new cars, lots of new faces. Of course, the guys that are gone this season, Carl Edwards, Greg Biffle, Tony Stewart, of course, retiring, as is Brian Scott. Sad. No one's surprised about that. I don't see Josh Wise anywhere. Brian Scott. Yeah, Brian Scott. That one. Yeah, he's gone, baby. Casey Mears is out. Uh, a lot of talk of him maybe going over to Robbie Gordon's uh, stadium super trucks to drive. Interesting. Which is a fun job. And Casey had a long ride in the Cup Series, but he definitely had some chances to prove himself. And Those super trucks are a good show. Yeah. They were supposed to come to the failed Grand Prix of Boston here. Which That's right. Uh, by the way, the organizer of that, I don't know if you saw this in the news, he uh, he has a, uh, a rest out for his warrant for kicking a photographer on his way out of his hearing. <laughs> Real fucking piece of work, this guy. So. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That takes some balls. Yeah. Kicking the photographer? Wow. Well, you know, it's a new America. It's so. a new America, yeah, you know. It's a real shit storm. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and with that said, we are going to have another Gansey here. Uh, I suggest you go to the fridge and grab yourself one. And as you do, we're going to let them talk to you about the very thing you're about to go drink. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about who the rudest Gus. That's uh, right. Yes. We haven't forgotten Rude Gus. There is a definite choice for Rude Gus this yeah. year. We'll discuss him when we, we get back. We, yeah, we've been counting the votes. Your number's up, Mr. That's my beer. 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 I don't know that song very well. Rude Gus. We got a rude, rude, a rude dude Gus. from last year. We had a lot of candidates, <laughs> but only rude, rude mood. Only one, one guy. So that rules out Danica right there. Only one man came out there and really just put it up there. Greg Biffle was actually a close second. He was having a bad year. Mm-hmm. Clint just learned to have fun with his bad time, because he knew he had good shit coming. But, uh, well, let's just let this year's Rude Gus speak for himself. Here, in his own words. Your 2016 <laughs> Rude Gus, Mr. Austin, Austin Dillon. Dillon. Wow. The Silver Spoon Boy. 
That was a brilliant performance right there. Jesus. My head's better than again. Fuck, man. That was all year just berating his team. And we talked about it last year. You know, I understand these guys are under a lot of pressure. Fuck. And they're going to get pissed off. But fucking. And Clint Boyer was a great example of, you know, kind of losing his cool. Yeah, you know? but. But this you know, is that's just. like about the whole team being checked out. It's like, oh, you, you know, nothing's going on after this yeah. year. Oh, oh. Yeah, but this is this is a guy who knows his ride's not going anywhere. He doesn't know fuck who's working for him because you know, Pop Pop's gonna take care. Of and actually, Richard Childers did make an appearance in that, telling him to shut up, essentially. Yeah, that's true. It's the same voice that you know, if you're a spoiled brat, the same one that your grandfather used. Okay, just please be quiet <laughs> so we can get out of this Olive Garden. <laughs> that's not coming from personal experience. It's just. <laughs> that was a good grandson. The Olive Garden. <laughs> Let's not talk about Olive Garden 93. But 93. Which year? <laughs> but, yeah, Austin Dillon. Jesus, fucking calm it down, dude. Rude. Rude Gus. Rude mood. I think we already talked about Rookies of the Year. There's no point in discussing it. It's Chase. Chase Elliott. Uh, well, we do have a hell of a Rookie of the Year battle coming up. Next, well, this year, I guess, in about two and a half weeks in Daytona. Yep. Obviously, Eric Jones and uh, Daniel Suarez are the two favorites, but we could see some moves from, uh, I was going to say Casey Mears, but that's not right. Ty Dillon, our Rude Gus uh, 2016's little brother. Mm hmm. I think with uh, Ty Dillon on his own team, like I mentioned earlier, I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to boost up his value a lot. Mm hmm. I think he's going to run a lot better. Even better than before. You, you see how he moves from the back to the front of the pack consistently. Yep. Now with a dedicated team. Right. I mean. And with full RCR support. Exactly. So, which... It's more money behind him. Yeah. I, I, I look forward to seeing Todd. I think he will surprise some people. He's... I mean, last year he was no slouch when he was driving for a Levine family. Um... And, of course, they have Michael McDowell back this year, which kind of flips around a yeah. theory, I thought. That team looks awesome. I'm very excited to see what they have to do, but Michael is no way, uh, by no means, a rookie. So <laughs> he's out of this conversation. But, yeah, I think Ty Dillon, uh, what he did with them last year was great. And as we said earlier in the podcast, he was able to sort of outdo Alex Bowman yeah. over a similar stretch of races. And I know that's not a great comparison, but... Bowman was also... In the 88. Yeah. Ty's going to be around a long time in the sport. And I think we're seeing the advent of... There's a lot of guys that are showing up now that are going to be around for a long time. Yeah. The two Dillon brothers, Larson, all these guys. They, you know, We're not going to have very many rookies coming in for a while. we got another class next year. I'm sure William Byron's going to move up at some point. You, know. you think next year, though? I don't know, man. Maybe two more. He is something else. I don't want to see Liberty University on a car anymore. <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> that kid is uh, he's something else. And then, of course, Gibbs has a pretty pretty full roster. I think well, in a few years we're going to see what happens sort of in the mid to late 2000s where all the new hot shoes came in and it cooled off for a little while. The hot shoes. And you just had no one was the rookie. Even if you won rookie of the year, it just meant that you, you know, you took a piss and a toilet that fans can't get to or something. <laughs> you <know? laughs> you get to go to your the... own stall? Is that for real? I'm just saying that you, you pissed in the same place as the Wood Brothers pit crew or something. You know, and you, Hey, you're Rookie of the Year. Congrats. Which, by proxy, we could have been Rookie of the Year in, in 2011 if uh, we, we slept in a truck this year um, next to some Wood Brothers, actually. They pulled in and woke us up. At it loud and I think that was a strange dream you just had. You don't remember that? Wait, what happened? Okay, so we went to Loudon. We actually did a show from the parking lot there. Uh, or a couple of them, actually. But uh, the one in particular, we got hooked up with some excellent parking due to a friend that's uh, sort of inside the circus, if you will. <laughs> and um, stuff. We won't say who it was, but they helped Our us Our sponsors. Out. Yeah. And... Okay. You know, we slept in, you know, we don't have money for RV camping or whatever, so we just slept in a, in your in your dad's blazer. He let us borrow the truck. So we took it up to Loud and we slept Tahoe. there. Tahoe. Tahoe, that's what it is, yeah. One of those. <laughs> it's Chevy. Don't worry about it. Absolutely. 
And uh, the rental car pulls up next to us, and these two guys get out, and they're straight up Wood Brothers. They have the whole team straight shirts and up everything. Wood Brothers. And, I, and I, it was you. You looked at me, probably stoned, and said, "Hey, they're Wood Brothers." Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, now I remember. Yeah, that was good. Yep, I was stoned. I mean, honestly, we were in the sun for literally three or four days in a row, so it could have been a, a mirage. A heat stroke. A heat stroke, but... Speaking of going to New Hampshire in the summer, they moved that race back about an hour. It's going to start at three now. Oh, interesting. Or two hours, I think, so you not die in the, in the bleachers like you usually would. I'm saving my, uh, my Dale Earnhardt coat for the fall race <laughs> that's gonna be a good one man yeah i'm really excited about that the fall race last year was great of course kevin harvick won that one it's nice to see him gonna get one in the person. old good wrench coat for that one yep. yeah so you were saying before we started here that you have some predictions no they're gone <laughs> no 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 they're not predictions so much as uh Fantasy picks, maybe. Okay, let's talk fantasy. Um, I mean, there's a lot of movement here, and there's a lot of new guys and new seats, and a lot of... It's going to be interesting for Daytona in particular because the pricing, especially in DraftKings and in NASCAR Fantasy, it's going to be Still hasn't been weird. announced. It hasn't been announced, and it's going to be kind of weird. Yeah. There's going to be some guys you wouldn't expect <laughs> being pretty cheap, I think. Uh, also, and I'll say this about Daytona, Michael Waltrip making his final NASCAR... Yes. Uh, Monster Energy Energy Series start. So he's been there. I wouldn't put any money on him. Well, I don't know, man. I, he's good on plate tracks, but what do you think for fantasy this year without any wheels really touching uh, the track yet? Uh, I think your, your tops in um, spending is going to be Martin Truex Jr., Kevin Harvick. You're going to be spending up for them. Yep. But at the end of the day... You're going to find consistency out of them. Yep. Especially, I think uh, Truex is going to handle these new heats pretty well. I think certain drivers are going to react to that better. Um, my pick for this coming year, Kyle Larson. Yeah, I, I also agree with that, not just because I'm a fan. I think of... he's going to tear up these three heats instead of one big race. Yeah. And um, I think he's going to be the car to watch. I think you're going to still be able to afford him relatively cheap on DraftKings or FanDuel, whichever you play. Yeah. Uh, watch Kyle Larson, Ty Dillon, like I said. Mm-hmm. You're going to be paying, like Rob mentioned, about a grand more, but he's going to be worth it. Uh, place differential. Yeah. Now it comes down to place differential. Uh, as far as what about some value picks? Well, you're not gonna like. Well, obviously Cole Witt. Um, Cole Witt. He's gonna be probably between fifty-one and forty-eight hundred. I'm a fan, but I, I want to see how well they run. This is well. That's the thing. This is a brand new team stepping up. They to may cup. never they, get it right. They might not, but also if they start last and finish last, it's a filler, mm-hmm. and you can do big things with other guys. Um, I I think. I'm a little wary, uh, so we're talking value picks first. You're going to hate this, but I, I think um, both guys... from going to say David Reagan. Well, I'm going to say both guys from Front Row Motorsports. I think that uh, Landon Castle and David Reagan both... Reagan is taking a step up this season. So is Landon Castle. Well, he's now the lead driver for that team. You're right. Uh, I think that they're both going to be relatively affordable. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to be any more expensive than they were last year, usually within the you know 59 to 6,300 range or whatever. I'll give you Landon Castle, but I, I don't I don't yeah. think David Reagan And again, David, it's going to be the same thing with David Reagan. It always has been. If he qualifies poorly, and if a team can't put it together in qualifying, he will move up. We need to make some career. kind of bet about David Reagan right now. Some kind of bet? Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> Am I losing a limb or something? No, I mean, what? How how much do you love him? <laughs> how much do I? How much is the man wearing a David Reagan T-shirt love David Reagan? <laughs> well, five dollars, I guess. Oh my God! Enough to admit it <laughs> on the air. Wow. Okay, so the viewers at home can see it. I'm not ashamed. How far do you think he's going to get this year? 
oh, he's not going to be great. He's going to be probably 25th, the 30th in the standings. So you're a realist. Dave I'm a realist, Reagan yeah. Fan. I, exactly. I mean, well, let's, let's be honest. There's only so much front row. Well, front row won a race last year in a rain delay. And that's how David Reagan has won his races at the same way. And with front row, not to mention. He, he won Talladega with front row. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's a good fit for him in particular. And really, I'm talking about Landon Castle here. That guy is... He's great. And he's, I think Landon Castle is going to have a great year. I mentioned, I mentioned Michael McDowell. That team looked amazing towards the end of last year. They were flirting with top 15s and top 10s. I really think that they're going to carry that momentum in here. Uh, now that the cars are a lot looser, Michael McDowell is a sports car driver. He's a road racer. And now that it's more, even more in the direction of car control, I'm actually holding a fake wheel. <laughs> you can't, you can't see me pretending to keep, drive, keep but I'm really, keep it steady. Really got this thing, you know, cranked. But yeah, Michael McDowell looked awesome. Levine family looked awesome, and I or Levine, I still don't know how to pronounce that. I think you're right, uh, but I, I think that sure he's a big one to watch, and he usually floated around the six thousand dollar range. And uh, he never really did me wrong. Ty Dillon, I feel like I agree with you. I think he's a good pick. But I also think his value might be a little bit inflated when the season starts. And I haven't seen anything yet. But I just have the feeling DraftKings in particular has a habit They're gonna gouge of overvaluing bit. people like that. And I think that Ty is expected to do a little bit better. He was kind of the sleeper secret pick last year. And I think he will do great things in the 13 this year. But I also I would be hesitant uh, to stick with him outside of Daytona for the first couple races. Well, uh, what about, like, say, mid-level guys like uh, your Denny Hamlins and your... I think you're going to see big things for Ryan Blaney this season. I think the oh, Wood, okay. I think the Wood Brothers, uh, they probably figured out what they needed to last year. Ryan's going to get a little bit of patience. The team is going to get a little bit more stamina, and they're going to be able to put this whole thing together. You think he's going to outperform Denny Hamlin, though? Well, I don't know about that. I mean, that's, it's tough to say. Uh, yeah, how are the Wood Brothers going to compete against Gibbs, especially now that they have Eric Jones as well? I don't think Eric Jones is going to be anything to watch out for, to be honest with you. I think he's going to be expensive, uh, and I don't think he's going to do that. Well, I think it'll be fine, but I he'll think be a, he'll be fine. I think it's going to be a trial by fire rookie year, and again, he's got a long way to go, and he'll probably get a championship or two up the road, and a lot of wins. But I don't think he's proven himself to be mentally stable enough. I didn't expect to, to see him getting into the the game this early. No, me either. Me either, man. It's crazy. So I, I'm I'm hesitant to watch for him, but I do think Ryan Blaney and uh, as much shit as I talk about Austin Dillon, I'm looking at Austin. He's on fire. That guy's mad for a reason. He can be. Like, I think that RCR is a whole... figure out how to channel that, you know? Yeah. Uh, they, they've, they started to look pretty good towards the end of the year, particular Austin. Mm-hmm. I think, I think Austin's always a good pickup in fantasy. <laughs> so... He's got a good car. Um, other people to watch out for. Um, let's see here. Honestly, Casey Kane, if they can keep the momentum from last year, he was relatively affordable, and he was actually probably the best fantasy pickup imaginable towards the end of the year because he was still low value. Yeah. But he also he was kept shit consistency. Um, other than that, I don't think there are really any surprises here. Um, Suarez is going to do okay. He'll be sort of a, a cheaper. Do like you a, think so? I think so, especially towards the end of the year. You can. He's the kind of guy you can watch his progress. You can see him learning on the track. You, you, every week it's better and better and better. In like percentage, you know. Rob's uh, convinced he's going to go out and buy a Mexican flag. Oh, I'm buying a Mexican flag. We'll fly it with pride. Yeah, I'm very excited to see Daniel out there. I think he's going to have a much smoother rookie year than Eric Jones. But uh, and that's just temperament. Yeah. I don't know if it's driving skill or not. I think Eric Jones is probably the greater wheelman out of the pair. Well, he's older, right? Uh, no, Suarez is a little older. Suarez, yeah. yeah. But he also, he's got the temperament. He has a very well, cool, calm, and collected sort of, you know, he, he's, he's aggressive when he needs to be, don't get me wrong, but he is the kind of guy who can go out there and and slowly take it in can and learn. not get too worried about what happened to him just there because we'll get it back. He's very malleable, whereas Eric Jones is going to explode and, a ball of teen angst. 
Like he got picked up from the mall too early or something. <laughs> like a from first to last record. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, going into Daytona here. <laughs> who are you? Who are you looking to do big things early on in the year? Um, well, Daytona's tough to say because it's really anybody's game. Who's well? Who's gonna get the pole? There's a lot of people who you could say is getting given this special Logano. restrictor play. Logano. You heard me. It's Dale or Daniel Suarez. <laughs> it's one of the two. <laughs> Something fucky's gonna happen. Fu- I think Dale's gonna get the pull. Whether or not you believe in conspiracy theory or not, I think that you guy's- think that's rigged. I don't know if it's necessarily rigged or not. How do you rate qualifying? Well, it, Daytona's a restricted plate track, so if, exactly. you get, if you give a guy the wrong special plate... Again, it's all fucking bullshit, but... I think that Dale is not only... The comeback story that everybody wanted. Well, let's think about it. When the three came back and Austin Dillon was the driver, he won the pole. Danica um, was a pole setter. Um, who the fuck else? <laughs> That's just like, uh, oh, jeez, yeah, well. I, I think that on skill, oh, Chase Elliott won last year as the new rookie. Right. I definitely think that you're going to, and the thing is, Hendrick is just great at restricted play tracks. And Dale right. is particularly great. I, I do like, I'm not denying Dale is great. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to say it's Brad Keselowski where it's going to be Dale on pole, and I... I would expect to see Brad Keselowski win the so 500. So why That's is my Keselowski pick. a good pick, but Logano not? I just think Keselowski is just that much better at restricted play tracks. That's true. He's got one of the greatest spotters. What the hell is that guy's name? He's he's, an, he's the Oracle. He. <laughs> That's just what they call him. No, no one spots with with as much clarity as he does. I was gonna say Paul Wolf. That's his crew Eagle Eye. Cherry. Seriously, check that shit out on YouTube, guys. It's it's amazing. <laughs> the way he's able to, to guide Brad through traffic and with such clarity, and he's so heads up. Uh, I think that it's tough to beat Penske in those situations. Although I think that you know Hendrick is the other the other spoiler there. I just say Logano because I feel like the plate tracks are a game of luck. Yeah. Logano just sometimes always seems to find it. Well, he's won the 500 before. Won it two years ago. Right. But, uh... Shit. That's coming up so soon. I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, We're gonna... I don't know if we're gonna be able to do another podcast until we get to Daytona, but I know that the two of us, probably with some friends, are gonna be here watching the race here in the Hall of Champions. We'll do something special for that to get the season kicked off. Hopefully we'll be able to get together and do a season preview where we look at everybody, but we'll see how that goes. You know how life is. Our band is very busy. In fact, we're uh, getting together tomorrow to uh, start demoing a new record. On the Super Bowl. Oh, the Super Bowl is happening. We haven't even talked about that. And I'm surprised you're able to focus about NASCAR long enough to do this shit. It's been tough. <laughs> you, get, you see, folks, the New England Patriots are playing tomorrow. And this would be the fifth championship ring title town in the Brady Belichick era they don't call it title town they're up against one of the scariest offenses and a very underrated defense right and it's it's gonna be the greatest game on turf so Um, the Super Bowl is tomorrow uh, it's Saturday right now. Obviously, it's before the game. I, Saturday. I'm going to hold up a newspaper for all the viewers at home to see the date here. You see that? Yeah, it's Saturday the 24th. What is the score going to be? Score? Who's winning? What's the score? Um, This is all going to come down to who has the more effective defense... And special teams. This is going to come down to special teams. I'd say 28-24 Patriots. I think the spread right now is like four and a half. Mm. I don't think they'd cover that. 36-9 Patriots. They're going to blow them out. Why? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I I just think that... uh, I think that the Patriots are used to this sort of situation. They've got a coach that's brought it there five times. 
And I think this the, is all true. I think the mental stability of the Patriots is probably a lot greater than that of Atlanta. They're pro- Atlanta's probably more excited, but it might not necessarily be a good thing. And I might, you might see some Cam Newton fumbling bullshit tomorrow. From Matt Ryan? I'm sorry. Yeah, from Matt Ryan. It could happen. It could happen. Or his receivers. You know, It might not be his fault, but... Listen, I'm a con- diehard... I'll Matt Ryan's this. great. Don't get me wrong. They're I playing the best football. I'm a diehard Tom right Brady now. fan. Yeah. And New England Patriots fan, of course. But unbiased, I think Matt Ryan's still the season MVP. Fair. No question. I just think that the Patriots in general, and again, football is not my favorite sport, so if my opinion is wrong, then that's why. But <laughs> I just think that consistency and the ability to continually elevate yourself to that position, and that's they've won five. They've been a lot of other times. Mm-hmm. So they know what it's like to lose. They know what it's like to win. We are spoiled here in New England. Yeah. That team under Belichick just knows how to handle these situations, or at least Belichick knows. Atlanta has a lot of weapons, though. I'm just, I don't want to underestimate that team. They're there for a reason. I, it could be a blowout. You, I think it's going to be a blowout. I think it might be a... You said a four-point game? Four-point game. Well, folks, we'll see you on, uh, <laughs> we'll see you soon. Uh, after the game, if if one of us is right, uh, you can make out all the checks for the bet we just made with you. You didn't realize you did that, but by listening to this podcast, you are in fact consenting to a very serious bet uh, that we don't have to pay out if we lose, but Welcome. if we win, you do have to pay. So if either of those scores are within five points on either side, the checks uh, can be sent to the address on the bottom of the screen. Or just you read can, the ticker. Or you can PayPal it directly to us. Yes. Yeah. So this is uh, Hall of Champions. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, it's, it's good to be back. I'm, thanks for anyone who actually is seeing this on their iTunes or whatever the hell it is and coming it's back. It's been a real shit storm. It's been a, it's been a real shit storm. Uh, we're going to actually try and bring in some extra people on the show this year. It won't be just the two of us. We have some folks lined up that are going to come in and add some We're sick of each other. color here and there. That is true. And someday, this thing will be so big that I can just hand it off to somebody else and they can do it. But until that happens, and until next time, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Good night.